This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. The Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hour number two. Sunday edition of the show. Thanks for stopping by at 1-800-919-3776. Also on X at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. All right, so I was, like most people, really excited for the game last night, Jets and Giants. I wanted to see, A, how long Aaron Rodgers was going to be in the game and how Aaron Rodgers looked to be in the game, especially now that Makai Becton is your right tackle. It is official. He is the right tackle. So you want to see how the, how the line looks. There's a lot of things that you're looking for, right? And I got to tell you, and once again, I will preface it. I know that it wasn't against the starters. I get it. I get it. But nevertheless, Aaron Rodgers looked great. Just his his movement, understanding the pocket, awareness, even when he was flushed out by Isaiah Simmons and he slipped a little bit, he's able to get the ball, throw it out of bounds. I mean, that look, that's what you expect, right? And, uh, you know, 9 of 11, great passes to... He and Garrett Wilson have... A relationship already. He likes him. <laughs> he does. Uh, so you just, you know what? The, the Jet offense looked looked good. Okay? Defensively, I thought they played very well early. Uh, the ones looked good. They were in midseason form to me. The twos, obviously, and the threes, these things happen. That's why you're looking for depth. That's what the postseason, the preseason has been about. It's about depth. Okay? And you're looking at how you're filling out the bottom part of your roster. I mean, you got to go from 90 to 53 in a couple of days. And that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. So a lot of guys who were on the field last night, uh, they you know, they may not have an NFL dream. They may have to look at some of the other options, you know, to to continue their career. But I enjoyed what I saw from uh and the Giants. Okay. I thought Tommy DeVito looked good. A second time I've seen him, I saw him last week against Carolina. Was it Carolina or Detroit? Okay, I saw, I saw him against I think it was Carolina. Uh, he looked good last week. He looked good last night. I like there's some movement things about him. He's got a, he's got a little moxie to him that, that I enjoy, okay, that, that I see. It's Tom, Tom Bauer tells me because he's a Jersey guy, Don Bosco. So, you know, I, I get it. I understand that. Uh, <laughs> let me just say this. Offensively, this Giants team is going to be so much better than they were last year. They just, they just are. They, they, they really are. I mean, uh, Hyatt. I think even though he didn't get a reception last night, I remember him from a couple of other games. You know, he he looked good. Uh, Robinson looked good. Uh, David Sills was outstanding, playing all over the field, both sides of the ball, and specials. Well, I mean, both sides of the ball, meaning he didn't play defense, meaning offense and specials. Has great hands. Um, For the Jets, Tim Boyle, I thought, looked really good. And listen, Zach Wiltz has made some strides, okay? he he, There's there's things that he does better. There's no question about that. Uh, He could have had a long reception, but Nicole Hardman dropped the ball. Uh, so that's not on that's not on Wilson. But when you look at 
the stats, okay? And, and, and the eye test, Wilson's playing better, but the team doesn't move enough for me when he's in the game, okay? When Boyle was in the game, the team, he moved the team down the field. Rodgers moved the team down the field. Um, I'm sorry, Rogers, I had Rodgers 5 of 8. Boyle was 9 of 11. Okay, and but nevertheless, you know it's 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 kind of stop and start with Zach Wilson, right? Stop and start. And while you do see some improvement, it's just for me in the third year, I I just think I should see a little bit more than what I'm seeing right now. But listen, he could always, he's still working. He's still working. You see some improvement. You see a little better understanding of getting rid of the football and throwing it out of bounds. You see a little better understanding of moving around in the pocket somewhat. So there are some, there are some improvements. There's no question about that, but it's just not the improvements that I think he should have at this time. All right. That's just on me. 1-800-919-3776. Robert Sala. What did you see on Aaron Rodgers' two drives that got you some t- a touchdown? Felt like that first drive was going to go score two. Obviously, we got set back on that personal foul, but just the way he works at the line of scrimmage, Garrett, the special football player, obviously he trusts him. And it's a start. It doesn't mean much. We just got to continue working, continue to play football together and see where it goes. Uh, did you see what you wanted to out of the offense? No, for sure. We wanted to get two or three series, come back, you know, have a first series, come back, get some adjustments. And it was good. Just listen to the offensive staff, talk about the adjustments, because it wasn't much of a game plan at all. And uh, to be able to get the adjustments to Wink has a uh, array of coverages and pressures that he can call, which he did, which challenged us, which was awesome because it forced us to communicate on the sideline and, and come up with adjustments. So it was a really productive day overall, not only for the first team offense and defense and special teams, but for the coaching staff and the way they communicate. And I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. This is big year for the coaching staff. This is a huge year for the coaching staff of this football team. They have to improve. They have to improve. And if they were able to make adjustments quickly on the sidelines like this in the preseason, then that's a good start. That's a start in the right direction. Aaron Rodgers spoke with our Bob Rasheusen on the fifth quarter show last night, and he talks about being a Jack. It's been a breath of fresh air for me from the moment I met with the guys at my house in L.A. Just had a good feeling about it. All the signs and synchronicities were pointing towards being a Jet. I'm glad it went down the way it did. I've loved every minute from the first day I stepped in the building and got to see all the brass and Coach Sala and Coach Hackett again. Get to know the guys. Just to be a part of it is so special. I'm cherishing every single moment with these guys. I love being back on the field. I love the leadership opportunity that I have here. I love the group of men and women that work at the organization, that care about winning, and that have really embraced me with open arms. It's been an absolute dream come true. I've been telling my friends, it's like I woke up in a dream, the best dream you could possibly have. This is my life. And I pinch myself sometimes when I'm just sitting at home or at work or walking into MetLife, just so thankful this is my life now. I'm just having a blast. He has said... <laughs> I mean, he continues to say all the right things. He just does. And as long as they are competent and succeed and successful, he will continue to smile. Uh, when they have that bump in the road, we'll see how he responds to that. 1-800-919-3776. Noel's in Piscataway. Noel, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry. How you doing? I'm doing great, Noel. What's up? Oh, happy day. Oh, no well said. <laughs> Listen, man, lifelong Jets fan here. Grew up in Elmine, New York. Played college football. 
Uh, went to Alma High School, went to the Hasher All-Star Games, go back to when they used to practice at Hasher, meeting the team there. And it's been a lifelong thing, man, struggling. Watching Rodgers yesterday command that offense, and I don't know if you know this, that touchdown he threw to Wilson, that was an audible Okay, mm-hmm. uh, at the line of scrimmage, right? So he has command of the offense. The guys trust him. Ah, man, it was so great to see the offense play. And, you know, the defense is going to be uh, unstoppable, I think, this year. Uh, You know, guys, that defensive line is is dangerous. It's just like an onslaught of bees. And those guys in the secondary should be able to start picking off and and increasing their uh, interception counts by, by huge numbers. But what I also wanted to say, which is important, was this. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Zach Wilson should be a third-string quarterback. He choked the offense for quarter, a quarter or two. Ball comes in. He just not only scored two touchdowns, he scored uh, two-point conversions. Mm. You know, like, I, I got to say it, man. Zach, he's not ready. He holds the ball too long. He chokes the offense. He's not in rhythm. Uh, one more thing, Larry, if it's okay, uh, mm. and I'll just hang up and hear you uh, respond. My six-year-old daughter wanted to say hello her name is Kendall. He, she wanted to say hi, Larry. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead, real quick. Okay. Hello. Hi, Kendall. Hello. How are you? Hi, Larry. Okay. Nice. Thanks, Larry. Talk you to got you it, Noel. All right. Thanks for the phone call. Thanks, Kendall. 1 800 919 3776. Ira's in Staten Island. What's up, Ira? Hey, good afternoon, Larry. Oh, that was cute with the girl. Very nice. Very yeah, nice. It was nice. So, you know, it's interesting. It's a good thing when we're talking about who should be the backup quarterback. Because it is. We don't have any. We, I mean, you've covered the Jets. Uh, I've followed yeah. the Jets for years. I mean, I don't have any quarterback questions going into the season, which is a good thing. Um, the Carl Lawson thing, uh, you know, he was a big signee a couple of years ago. Unfortunately, got hurt. But I, I could see them making an injury settlement with him mm-hmm. because, quite frankly, they don't need him. And no disrespect mm-hmm. to him. You know, they're loaded. McDonald, Jermaine. I think Jermaine Johnson is going to be an absolute stud. Um, you know, their front is, is amazing. Um, I like you were bringing about the coaching and game day operations. Last night, if that's how it goes during the year, they'll be very successful. Because there were no delays, there was no false starts, the plays were coming in and out, even with the backup quarterbacks. And for the last caller, I totally agree with him. The Jets would never do it. So I know this is probably I'm wasting your airspace, but Boyle deserves to be the number two. He does. But but financially, they won't. It's just if if Rodgers were to get hurt, I'd feel more comfortable with, with Boyle coming in the game than Wilson. Wilson is off the charts talented, arm, running, speed, all of that. He just doesn't operate an offense, uh, you know, on a consistent basis. Boyle is limited what he could do, but he was fitting in passes and tight windows that Wilson can't. Mm-hmm. So if they were really, if they looked themselves in a the mirror, Boyle should be the number two. But you know, I'm what I'm, you know, I'm banging my head against the wall. You are Ira, and and one thing, uh, when Rogers slipped, what went through your mind? I closed my eyes. <laughs> I couldn't even, I didn't open my eyes until about 10 seconds later and I saw him standing, you know, out there. It just, I couldn't, I couldn't look. I couldn't look like I just put my head down. I closed my eyes and I hope for the best. Uh, all right, Ira, thanks for the phone call. But I tell you, and I'm sure there's a lot of folks who felt the same way. 
I'm sure there was a lot of folks who felt the same way. But really, I mean, let's face it. If you're a Jet fan, and I get it was against the, the twos for the Giants, but Wink Martindale had some stuff. He was throwing some blitzes. He was sending some things. So I get it. I get it. But the and he's supposed to. He is a veteran. He is a four-time MVP quarterback. But there was just a confidence. There was a professionalism. There was just a rhythmic thing to where he did. He was never really – there was no – and once again, it's not supposed to be. But this is what you've seen previously, right? There wasn't a panic. There wasn't, okay, he's, this guy's, he's not, he's, 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 he's not open, okay? And I'll throw over here. It's all right. We're, we're good. Um, you saw competent quarterback play. And you really, as a Jet fan, you really haven't seen competent quarterback play since, what, 2015 with Fitzpatrick and... You know, that, that team that almost got to the playoffs? That's really the last time you've seen that type of quarterback play. So it had to make you feel really good. We'll continue the conversation on Jets Giants next on 98.7 ESPN. It's this is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. Also on X. At Hardest to ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Take some more calls on the Jets and Giants. Let's talk to Steve in Tom's River. Steve, you are next on 98.7. Hey, Larry. Great show. Thanks, Tom. Uh, Steve? Just want to say, you know, uh, I'm a Jet fanatic. I love them. They look fantastic. I'm uh, excited this year. Zach Wilson, I call him three-point Zach. He should be third string. Boyle went right down the field. Even last week, he did the same thing, except for that penalty that brought him back. And, uh, you know, our defense is awesome. But, look, I'm not even going to watch them if that kid, Zach, if something, God forbid, happens to uh, Rodgers because he can't go anywhere. He's not a professional professional quarterback. No way. I hear what you're saying, Steve, and, and thanks for the phone call. And hopefully, if you're a Jet fan, you don't have to worry about that. Hopefully, you've seen the last of, of Zach Wilson for this year. And that's what you're hoping. Because if, if – if, I mean, let's face it. If Rodgers is out for any length of time, it's going to hurt your season. There's no doubt about it. Because it's, it's a substantial drop-off between Rodgers and your backup. As it is with a lot of backups in the NFL. But clearly, this is a situation here where you just haven't seen, you just haven't seen Wilson take that next step where you say, "Okay, wow, I like how he did this consistently. I like how he did that consistently. I like how he moved the ball consistently. I like how he marched the team down the field consistently." And it just, it, it's like a, it's a sputtering. It's like a sputtering engine. Like it stops and it starts. It's like it's in traffic. Like it starts, you go a little bit, you say, hey, look at that. Look, a couple of completions. Because like I said, you can see the arm talent is there. And I think that's the frustrating thing about it. It's not that he can't throw. It's that he doesn't have that rhythm to put the ball where it needs to go. 
And for and still in a number of instances, and you heard it on the broadcast last night, uh, where the announcers were saying, and I was watching the Giants broadcast with uh, Bob Papa and and um, Carl Banks, and you could even hear them say, "Well, you know, he stared that receiver down." This is this is your third year. Predetermining should not be an issue for you, even in preseason. You should be able to look receivers off change the defense and come back. I mean, these are little things that, you know, you understand as a rookie that you do. It's habit. It's moving so fast. Okay, I I, I want to make sure I'm staring at that receiver to make sure he's everywhere. I'm waiting for him. I'm staring at him. Okay, I get it. But we're going to your third season. Okay? And so, you know, that's not what you should be seeing especially against the backups, okay? Especially against the backups. Boyle comes in, marches the ball right down the field. Rodgers, you expect it, okay? And I got to say, there's there's a certain, you know my thought process, defense is the identity of this Jets football team. Rodgers is great. Gary Wilson is great. The offense, which you get points out of. Special teams seems to be pretty good this season. For me, it's the defense. That defense has to set the tone for this Jet team. And I thought they did a pretty good job last night against the Giants early. Tommy's in Connecticut. What's up, Tommy? Larry, what up, bud? Hey, what's happening, partner? Hey, just want to talk about the uh, Jet-Giant game. So, Giant fan, mm-hmm. um, I'm glad you – I was going to bring it up, but you just did. I thought I thought Bob and Carl did a great job for a national broadcast. They always you do. Know, they're, they're, they're so, so talented, good. but it, you know, it wasn't it wasn't Homer. So I, you know, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing I noticed: this Rogers Garrett Wilson connection is going to be something special. Yeah, it really is. And uh, the other thing is, I I think Isaiah Simmons is going to be an absolute game wrecker in mm-hmm. Wink Martindale. So. Yep, yep, I agree with you, Tommy. Him and uh, Thibodeau. Once Even they get them, oh, be good yesterday too. Yeah, and and I you, but the thing that really impresses me because I always expect the Giants' defense to be good, Tommy. And thanks for the phone call. But the thing that really impressed me about them yesterday is what they can do speed wise on offense. They can stretch the field. This is not the, um, you know, this is not the sputtering offense where we got to RPO our way down the field that was early last season and then decided and then you know, got a little better as the season went on. This is a talented offense that's going to put some points on the board. And so they're going to have, they're going to make some defensive coordinators have to spend the night awake. Okay. Cause they've got some speed on this team. They really do. And remember the starters didn't play. So you didn't see Waller. You didn't see, you know, Shepard. Uh, you saw Jalen, but you know, a little bit, for a play or two, but I mean, they've got speed all across. They can stretch the field. So with that, with that defense of wrecking and putting pressure on the quarterback and Daniel Jones taking that next step, solidifying a running attack with Saquon Barkley, they're going to be okay. Obviously the question you have is can Evan Neal take that step on the other side? Andrew Thomas took the step last year. Can Evan Neal take that step on the other side of the line if they can get any kind of consistent play out of the offensive line, they're going to be very tough. Very tough. 
The conversation continues on 987 ESPN. This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hardesty on a Sunday on 98.7 ESPN. Let's go back to the phones and chat with you at 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Bobby in Long Island. What's up, Bobby? Hi, how are you, Larry? Good, how are you? Good, good. Uh, listen, uh, Rogers did look good yesterday. I, I, I definitely look good. Mm-hmm. But let's just calm down when it gets a second string defense. Okay, now you got, you know, he you still kind of got to worry about those offensive tackles. One's come, one is 38 years old, coming to shoulder surgery. The other one hasn't played in two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to get to, and you know, but, you know, things did look good yesterday, but, you know, I don't think any people haven't gone into the Super Bowl. Um, assistant Coach Sala says, you know, on the show, he's going to take the sneak out of the Jets. I'm a Jets fan. But he says, he says, with his bravado, you know, worry about beating New England Patriots. You haven't beaten them in eight years, okay? Worry about your offensive line. We're going to give me a great defense, as great as it was last year. You ran 29th in turnovers. You had one turnover in the last eight games. Worry about that. I see him screaming on the, you know, on the show at the offensive line. But when coaching during game day, he just stands there and doesn't know anyone accountable. I'm not saying you have to be like Bill Parcells. But to me, he, he's all show. And if he doesn't produce this year, Coach Rogers is going to get him fired. So, you know, you know, that, you know, so, I mean, you know, I think he talks a lot of crap, but he hasn't proven anything yet. I hear what you're saying, Bobby. Thanks for the phone call. There's no question this is a make or break year for Robert Sala and the rest of that coaching staff. Everybody knows that. They know it. Uh, so they, they just have to make the adjustments. And like we said for last night, the fact that they were able to make adjustments on the sidelines quickly, that's an improvement. Because previously, it's taken them a long time to make adjustments. And yes, I, I get it, Bobby. It was against the second team, but that's all you can evaluate them on. Because that's who they, they played last night. You know? And just think, if they had stunk against the second team, the Giants defense, we'd be killing them right now. And rightfully so. <laughs> so, all we can go by is what they what they did against the people they faced. And they've got, as... You know, as you mentioned, they got a lot of things they have to work on uh, to get ready for Buffalo on um, on nine eleven because that's a that's a team that is uh, you know it, it's that's a team that's got something to prove because there are some who think that their window is almost closed in the sense of especially how they ended the postseason last year against the Bengals. I mean that was not pretty and. To the point that Stefan Diggs was, uh, you know, just you wondered if he was even coming back the way he performed last season. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what this Jet team does. But listen, they got two more weeks to get some things together, tighten up some things, and then we'll see how they look. 1 800 919 3776. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, good afternoon, Larry. Shout out to the company and wanted to definitely. Talk to you about the preseason game because I was definitely impressed, you know, with everything that I saw from, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Can't, you know, say enough. I Like everyone else does, you know, Rodgers to Wilson will be a household name this year. You know, just um, hope the offensive line stays upright. Looks like they did very well from, you know, 
guarding against you know the second stringers can't really do anything about that like you said um and i'm not gonna beat the dead horse with zach wilson we kind of already know we already see what what our eyes already see you know it 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 was just two nice plays that he had the long pass play and the nice scramble but at the end of the day we 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 kind of know that he's going to be more of a real long-term process if he does have the heart to stick it out um, as far as the overall view with the defense, I think the defense did very well. And I know that um, it, I, I just think with, with the coaching staff, I understand that they're under a lot of scrutiny. But I just think that with, with Aaron Rodgers, I just think that this is going to be a team that's definitely going to be at least playoff bound where it's going gonna, it, gonna to take, you know, uh, in-game mess up to really look at Salah and say, you know, that he, he's not the guy. Yeah, I agree with that, Jose. Thanks for the phone call. It's it's um, it's a situation where the if they are if they can stay healthy, and I get that it's more about you know Super Bowl and playoffs and deep runs and stuff like that. But to be fair, if they can stay healthy, they have to be a playoff team. Okay, that 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 has to be the bare minimum, and they should be a playoff team. Okay. And yeah, the defense, the defense has got to, and see, here's the tricky thing about the defense for me. And I know it's preseason. And to be honest, and even Bob Papa made the comment on the broadcast last night that it's a, you know, it was a, it was a tough call, but the quarterback was out of bounds. Okay. Uh, Tyrod Taylor was out of bounds. And then still you hit him across the line and he barely touched him. Okay. He barely touched him, but still. See, those are the type of things that happen when you're too revved up. You always have to be disciplined. You always have to remember, okay, what you know, what the situation is and where you are on the football field. And I get that people, defenders love to just, just blow up quarterbacks. <laughs> I get it. They do. They love to just blow them up. But that extended the play. And, you know, you were off the field. You, know, you had done what you needed to do. You flushed them out of the pocket. He was able to go out of bounds, okay? Uh, you did what you needed to do. There was no need for you to continue to try to make sure he was going to come back in, okay? So those are the things that you get concerned about, right? That's that's what you worry about is discipline from young players who who have a who whose motor is revving, and you want them to be aggressive, and you want them to play fast, and you want them to be have fun on the field. That's what you want. Okay, but in situations like that, you got to be careful. Okay, because that extends drives, and, and extending drives is a uh, you know is a situation that you know you don't want. You don't want. Ken's in Queens. What's up, Ken? Yeah, how you doing, Larry? I'm uh, right. A few questions I want to ask you about the roster. If you bear with me here, first mm-hmm. of all, I, I heard Iris say something about Carl Lawson. What's the story with him? He has a back injury. You think yeah. they're going to cut ties with him? He's had a back injury that, for a while, Ken, and um, uh-huh. not, you know you're not. He hasn't been able to play, and you know you're not real sure. So I was just, I was speculating that they may just you know have an injury settle, settlement with him. It's nothing official though. Oh, really? Uh, if you hear also any roster moves, will you please uh, 
say it during the show because I already heard the Giants and the, the Giants and a mild surprise were released uh, Robinson, the ex-Jet, I heard this morning. Yeah. Also. Yeah. And yeah. what about the receivers? Who do you think is staying? Do you think Gibson did enough to get a spot on this team? And the running backs, I got to think if they cut anybody, it's got to be Bam Knight. What do you think? I think so too, Ken. Thanks for the phone call. I think they, they will do that. I think Gibson's got to – it's going to be tough. He, he's showing you some things. Um, you might make the practice squad. You know, you need practice squad players, so there's a possibility that he's there. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens, but we'll keep an eye on that for you. 1-800-919-3776. Ronan's in Brookville. Ronan, you're next on 987. Hey, how's it going, Larry? Great Good show. Um, I uh, just want to make a, just one point that shows the uh, criticism that Zach is well-deserving. Um, on fair down, there is a pass wide open on the seam. If he's accurate... He's walking in for a touchdown, and he misses him by at least three or four yards and in the wrong direction. And if I may, can I poke you on a question, Larry, an uncomfortable question, if you say no, I respect you. Sure. Okay. So during the – I listened to the morning show because I love the guys. Mm -hmm. And Ray Santiago brought up a point and mentioned that uh, fellow host uh, Rothenberg is a smug, (laughs) uh, a comment that made by you to Ray. Mm-hmm. Then he came back the next day to Ray and mentioned that you had texted him and said, don't believe everything you hear, and called him out and called him a liar. So I just want to know what the truth is. Thank you so much. Uh, well, Ronan, I'll tell you this. Thanks for the phone call. Um, we have a little fun between Dave and myself and all the other hosts. So, yeah, we have a little back and forth and stuff like that and whatnot. But, uh, you know, I'll just keep that in-house for right now, Ronan. Let's just keep it in-house. All right. 1-800-919-3776. More of your calls are next on 9870 ESPN. This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's Hardesty on a Sunday on 987 ESPN. Jay Bromley at the top of the hour as we continue to analyze Jets Giants. Love Dave Rothenberg. Nice little promo there. Nice job, Dave. Uh, Jordan Runon, tweet uh, X'd. <laughs> Formerly tweeted. <laughs> Waved. Uh, Kevin Atkins, Darren Evans, Donovan Jeter, Colin Johnson, and James Robinson, as the caller mentioned, the former Jet. Terminated vested veteran uh, to Sean Brower, Brandon Bryant, Corey Cunningham, Julian Davenport, Jaden Meekins, and reserve injured was wide receiver Bryce Ford Wheaton. Here's what Brian Dable talked about the tough job of saying goodbye to some players. Again, those those discussions are are difficult. Had some this morning, and and really that was really the message is everybody has to stay ready. You know, I appreciate all their effort and their hard work they've put into things, and fortunately, it, it, you know, it's not going to work out being on the active roster. But uh, you know, stay ready, and you know, just appreciate you know everything that they've contributed up to this point. But tough tough days. It's not easy, and you've been with these players. You know, you you work with them. They've given you everything that you you've asked for and and they just you know they just haven't been good enough and the question and the most important thing becomes what were they able to put on video so that they could continue their hope to have a job in the national football league and and with the mass mass amount of 
players who are now available. It is a front office Christmas day <laughs> to search through the waiver wire to find out who's available off another team and to, okay, see if they can add depth to your team. See if you can improve personnel on your squad. And so today, that's what all the front offices are doing. Jets, Giants, everywhere in the National Football League, that's what they're doing now. They are trying to figure out, okay, what are we going to do? Who Who's available? How can we add them to our roster? And that's the major thing. And that's what you want to do because it's all about depth, ladies and gentlemen, and talented quality depth. That's how you win in the NFL because you're guaranteed that there's going to be injuries. Guaranteed. How do you make up for it? How do you survive it? How do you deal with it until your starter comes back? Whatever the position. And I get some positions are tougher than others. I mean, you know, quarterback is, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really, really tough position. When you lose your starter to go down and, and to try to have a backup, it's, it's hard. It's hard. So that's what you're doing the waiver rise right now. So that's what you're doing. You're looking, you're trying to see what, what deals are going to be made and what you can do to improve your team. You know, because, uh, listen, I don't care what team it is, you don't have enough depth. You don't. But you try to get as much as you can. And as I always tell you, it's not just depth. It's the difference in talent. Can you minimize the difference in talent from your starters to your reserves? Is it a huge difference? Well, if it's a huge difference, you got a problem. <laughs> and once again, you can't have it across the board. But any GM or player personnel person worth their, worth their salt and worth their job and job security has to do a good job in trying to get that done. That is so important. It's the most important thing you can do in the National Football League, aside from drafting correctly. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha. What's going on, Hub? I'm doing good, man. What's happening? Listen, man, that's the first time that I think about seven, eight, or ten years I heard somebody call and be a salty with you like that first call. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to hear about the Mets. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was quite cute. But um, listen, Listen, if, if, if Aaron Rodgers goes down, yes. the season's over. I yeah, mean, Boyle can be as efficient as he can be. I mean, whatever. He's not a, he's not a backup quarterback. He's a third string. Zach Wilson's a fourth string. I have no idea why he's still on the team. I mean, look around the league. Did you see the kid from Kansas City? You see the kid from Cleveland? I mean, when they come in, it's like an electricity. When he mm-hmm. comes in, it's like I, I, I see his mind thinking. Yeah. Uh, do I pass yeah. it to this guy or do I? I mean, good guy. I, I, yeah. they, they need to stop this nightmare and get the kid off the team. But anyway, you know, you know, last night I didn't see anything unexpected. You know, mm-hmm. defense is very easy to to assess. They're very good. They have depth. They're good on all three levels. I mean, if you're going to say one area of weakness might be linebackers, but we'll see how that plays out. They look very impressive. Carl Lawson has been real, my friend. Uh, Jermaine Johnson needs to be in there starting. That's not, you know, that, 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 that's a no-brainer. Uh, I didn't love the fact that the Giants were getting that much pressure with their second-string defensive lineman against Rodgers. And um, you can see, listen, Rodgers, the arm strength, all of that stuff, the guile, pre-snap, you know, checking out of players, it's all there. The man's a Hall of Famer. 
But when he rolls out that pocket, whoo, them legs look 40 years old. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. not that was not a good look. You better hope that we don't not. see a lot of that. They got to get some other linemen in there. They have yeah. to. Now, what, what they got to do, and I'm sure that they notice, is they're going to have to shorten the routes. You understand what I'm talking about? They're going mm-hmm. to they're gonna have to go hot a lot. They're going to have to shorten the routes. They're not going to get the pass protection to throw the ball down the field, you know, unless it, 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 it play action. Which leads me to another part of the uh, offensive line that concerns me a little bit. I don't love their run blocking either. You know, so they're going to have to shore up something there, and, you know, because play action is going to be the only way you're going to get the ball way down the field. Uh, I just noticed one thing. I just want to ask you a question. I mean, can Rob Sala get a call commercial? <laughs> you saw your man table pushing the foot. I'm telling you, man. I mean, that, that just clearly shows you, like, what people think in terms of the two coaches. You know, Dayball, I mean, in a way, I wish the Jets would have him personally. The only thing I'll say with him, you know, and I mean this, and I'm speaking from the heart, and this is not me trying to come at him in any kind of way. Right. But I saw him, man, he looked, he looks like he put on a few pounds since last year. He sweating profusely, and it reminds me of, you know, remember Rick Majerus? They yeah. used to coach for, for Utah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. that dude was a great coach. But yeah. if you don't take care of your body, this, these games and being a coach, listen, these things will run you out of the world. So, yeah. I, I, you know, just saying that, I hope he would, you know, take a little bit better care of himself. Let's yeah. see what happens, man. I mean, I didn't see a Super Bowl team. I'm sorry. I don't want to pour water on anybody's fire. Mm-hmm. I did see a playoff team. Now, midseason, with a couple of acquisitions, maybe that could change. But, you know, I'm looking at 11 and, 11 and 6. And, you know, hopefully that'll get us at least one playoff win this year. All right? Well, listen, I'll tell you this, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. After having not been there for a decade, uh, if I were a Jet fan, I'd take 11-6 and six and the spot in the postseason because then it's who I play. Right? Then it's, then it's who, who, who do I match up with? And what can, I, what can my veteran quarterback do to help me out? Because he's seen everything, he knows everything. What could what could my veteran quarterback do to get me to that next step? So if if I were a Jet fan, I would take eleven and six and be jump up and down. I'll, I'll take eleven and six. I would. Now, we'll see what happens. Because see, here's the crazy thing: the beginning of the schedule, the first two months of the schedule is very tough. The back end, not so much. So. The good thing, here's one way of looking at it. Yes, it's very tough, the first part of the schedule. But now as you look and you understand how teams take so long because people just don't play in the preseason now, and yet the joint practices are really good, and they, because of the constraints of them, they kind of help minimize serious injuries in preseason, like he had last night with with the Dolphins, who just scrapped their game after the injury to the to the um, young wide receiver. So there's more, you know, protocols in practice for you to not get injured. You're not going to get your quarterback hurt in situations like that usually, and so you try to do some things that way. But really, it takes away from the continuity that you get. And so over these next couple of weeks, yeah, you're 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 practicing, but you're practicing against each other again. And so you know their plays, they know your plays, so you're not really, it's really you trying to firm up your cadence and firm up 
you know, the things you need to do to get on the same page, to, to your chemistry, your, your, your timing and those, those things. The, the only way for you to really see how you fare up against other teams is against other teams. So a lot of teams are going to not be at their peak. Whereas if you face teams on the second half, teams that were good last year, and, you know, you expect them to be really good this coming season, then, you know, they've got time to make some mistakes. You know, they got time to get there, to get ready. You can steal a team. You can get a win against a team that's not quite running on all cylinders early. All right? So that's what the Jets can hope for against some of these early teams. And they do have to, but they do have to really up-tempo that offense. And you could see that Rodgers was getting rid of the ball quickly. <laughs> then first couple, it was one, two, one, two, three out, one, two, three out. He was getting rid of it because he's not trying to put that offensive line in a situation where they have to block a long time. He's just not doing it. He understands what they bring to the table and the, some of the struggles they have. I thought it was real interesting to get his thoughts last night as he was talking about Makai Becton. And look, Makai Becton has been criticized and rightfully so. He has not performed as as uh, as a first round as a first round pick should have performed. He has not been available. You've wondered whether he really wants to continue to play football or not. And so there's uh, you know there's it's interesting to hear what he had to say about. Uh, Makai Becton and and really to give Makai Becton some credit because he was able to resurrect and once again we don't know how consistent he's going to be we don't know how available he's going to be we don't know how great he's going to be but what you have to do is give him credit to keep working hard enough to find the spot on the starter of this team when there were two other people ahead of him he was he was going to be a backup possibly on this team. And now he is a starter at right tackle. It's interesting. When we return, we'll hear from Jay Bromley. He'll analyze last night's game next on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN.